0: Welcome to the Jacked on the Beanstalk Vegan Podcast. Hosted by the Shorky Sisters. Repping the vegan hippie meatheads of the world is Sam, the first ever vegan world naturals bikini pro, coach, author, and blogger. Who's got an ass that's out of this world? Repping the busy, tired moms of the world is Sarah. And her ass is, well, mediocre. Together, they're on a mission to live with purpose and unlock the mysteries of a healthy mind, body, and spirit. So grab a seat in the back of Sarah's minivan and enjoy the ride. P-p-p-periods,
1: periods, periods. We're talking about periods on the podcast.
0: Did you hear that sound? That was the sound of all the men who listened to our podcast instantly shutting off this episode.
1: Yeah, possibly, eh? Unless... They have menophilia, which I just learned is the technical term for someone who has a fetish for all things menstruation.
0: Wow, you didn't waste any time throwing that one into this episode, did you? No. Are you going to tell everybody about red wings too?
1: Which one? I personally have encountered two menophiliacs. Would that be what they're called in my day? Definitely one, for sure. The other was probably just super horny and hell-bent on getting down with the shork that night. Come hell or bloody water!
0: (laughs) Nice, but... (laughs) For the record, I didn't know we were getting into TMI sexual experiences here. I just thought you were going to share the Red Wings definition for everyone.
1: Well, you never know what you're going to get on the Jacked on the Beanstalk podcast, which is supposed to be about vegan bodybuilding. But yeah, basically what Sarah is referring to is the act of cunnilingus, if you will, aka oral sex, whilst a woman is on her period. And if you have succeeded at this sexual experience, well then, you, my friend, have earned your red wings.
0: Congratulations, you sick bastards.
1: <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure if the men listening were about to leave, we might have held on to them for just a little bit longer after this kind of juicy taboo intro, hmm?
0: Especially if they're, you know, on the fence about earning their Red
1: Wings. Yeah, what has been your experience? Because I feel like most guys are cool with period sex, but it's a select few true filth bucket dirt bags who have no quips at all about being a crotch vampire.
0: Well, some guys can't even handle the thought of seeing a bit of blood in their precious dicks, let alone burrowing <laughs> their face into a bloody black hole.
1: <laughs> oh, I love this episode already. It's been a while since we've done a really random, disgusting, Mm -hmm. totally awesome episode. But yeah, I would say it's like 50-50 for guys being down with period sex. Yeah,
0: I'd say that's fair. And nowhere near 50% for the Red Wing fans.
1: Well, I like to think that there are many factors that would affect one's comfort level, such as the stage of a woman's cycle, what kind of flow we're talking about. Are there objects acting as a plug? How much alcohol has been consumed and how attracted to this woman are you?
0: I don't know. I feel like anyone doing it while there's a tampon preventing any kind of leakage does not actually deserve the title of Red Wings or Crotch Vampire. (laughs) He's just a wannabe menophiliac.
1: Yeah, good point. I agree with you on that. I guess it's worth mentioning that apparently the main appeal of this fetish is that the blood offers more lubrication, therefore making the intercourse that much more comfortable. And I will refrain from getting into some of the most disturbing, traumatizing research I could ever find. Let's just say there are some real sickos out there Who apparently are pulling used pads and tampons out of the garbage cans in public washrooms to smell and lick them? (laughs)
0: <laughs> for the love of God.
1: <laughs> okay, do you think the men are still listening now?
0: I don't think anyone is still listening.
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's move on. I'm just picturing some of my clients on the treadmill right now doing their cardio, both snickering and dry heaving at the same time. So this one's for you guys. Okay, so Sarah, you were put in charge of researching what exactly is a men's I hate the word. Menzies for the record. I don't know
0: anybody who uses the word Menzies.
1: Well, I also hate when people call it periods as in she has her periods this week. I actually
0: hate when you say on your period.
1: That's the correct term, isn't it? No,
0: my husband says that too. Either I have my period or I'm on the rag, but I'm not on my period.
1: On the rag grosses me out even more than smelling and licking strangers used pads in a gas station pub public washroom. <laughs>
0: I feel like that person should be in jail. <laughs> Agreed. Although I did hear a new term. Have you heard surfing the crimson wave?
1: I have. In fact, oh. I feel I know all the period terms because I actually wrote a very in-depth post a couple of years ago reviewing various vegan hippie slash environmentally friendly period products such as the menstrual cup, reusable cloth pads, and my now favorite one of all, Thinks Period underwear, and I will include a link to that post in the show notes for this episode for anyone interesting, but yeah, I feel like I included all of the fun period terms in that post when I was writing it, all except on the rag, because I think that sounds super trashy. Much like this whole podcast episode, perhaps. (laughs) But anyway.
0: really, I feel like on the rag sounds accurate. I've always said on the rag.
1: Well, now that we've covered all the important topics, can we get back to our research? Feels though I should mention that the reason we are doing a whole podcast on periods, in case anyone's wondering, is because I'm actually always receiving emails from my clients talking about either how hungry they are right before or during this time, or they're complaining that they have no energy to work out around their period, or maybe it's that cravings for chocolate and sweets or junk food or whatever is super strong and they can't resist that temptation. But basically, I just wanted to do some research on all of these topics to see how much of it is actually truth and backed by science versus how much of it is total horseshit. So with that in mind, Sarah, please share your findings with us on what exactly is is a period, and what is going on with our hormones during this special time of the month.
0: Well, whatever you want to call it, it's basically the monthly shedding of your uterine lining.
1: Wait, should we be doing this properly with our science sound clip and British accent? Uh, yeah. Yeah. During
0: the monthly menstrual cycle, the uterus lining, also known as the endometrium, builds up to prepare for pregnancy. If pregnancy does not occur, estrogen and progesterone hormone levels begin falling very low levels of estrogen and progesterone, tell your body to begin menstruation. Menstruation is a woman's monthly bleeding, often called your period. The menstrual flow contains disintegrated endometrial tissue, vaginal secretions, cervical mucus, blood, and the unfertilized egg. This blood and tissue flow from your uterus through the small opening in your cervix and pass out of your body through your vagina. China.
1: Ah, yes, wonderful! And what about the different phases of a woman's monthly cycle? We should probably touch on those too so that I can explain how our cycles affect things like hunger and energy levels throughout the month, no?
0: Yes. Well, the average length of a menstrual cycle is 28 or 29 days, but this can vary anywhere from 24 to like 32. And regardless, the length of your menstrual cycle is calculated from the first day of your period to the day before your next period starts. The follicular phase refers to the time between the first day of your period and ovulation. Estrogen rises as an egg prepares to be released. And then, of course, there's ovulation.
1: Otherwise known as the week we feel like a smoke show little sex kitten. Grrr.
0: Yes, or the release of the egg from our ovary mid-cycle, if you want to get technical.
1: And you might find that you eat less during this phase, too, because a rise in estrogen actually suppresses your appetite. Fun Mm. fact.
0: Then we have the luteal phase, which would also be your PMS week. Well, I found this to be interesting. You know how you feel like a disgusting, hideous beast the week before your period? Turns out... It's not just in your head. Apparently, the week leading up to your period, aka the luteal phase, there is a rise in progesterone that leads to increased oil production.
1: Oh, interesting. Mm.
0: So, you may notice that your hair feels oily and your skin feels grimy because the increase in progesterone can also make your pores look bigger.
1: I wonder if that's why so many of us get zits as a PMS symptom, too, that it's not strictly hormonal based, but possibly because of this increased oil production.
0: Ooh, yeah. But aside from feeling like a hideous beast, the luteal phase begins as the egg starts traveling down the fallopian tube. And this phase ends when your next period begins.
1: Yeah, and of course that drop in progesterone levels that Sarah was mentioning then caused the lining of your uterus to basically fall away. And it's that process that we all know to be menstruation, thus starting the whole cycle all over again. And I think it's important to mention that in the days leading up to the start of your period, when you are PMSing, so to speak, things like your levels of estrogen, estrogen, estrogen actually plummet. They drop while your levels of progesterone increase. And estrogen is actually linked to serotonin, aka those happy making hormones, whereas progesterone is linked to the part of the brain that causes things like fear and anxiety and depression. So when people say that, you know, oh, girls being all moody on their periods is a total myth, it's actually not. And our moods really can be all over the place, especially the week before. Before our periods come.
0: Yeah. In fact, nearly one third of all menstruating women deal with hormone fluctuations that can wreak havoc. On their emotions.
1: Yeah, and something else you might notice during your hot week, aka the time bef- right before ovulation, with estrogen being the dominant hormone during this time, your hunger and cravings will be more stable and in check because, like I said, estrogen suppresses appetite, whereas progesterone stimulates your appetite. So during that luteal phase, aka hideous beast week, as Sarah called it, it's totally normal that you would be more hungry than usual and have more cravings, particularly for sugar and chocolate and salty snacks and all those tasty things because of that increase in progesterone. And something I actually hear all the time, mostly from clients who are sending updated progress photos to me, if I had a nickel for every time I hear this, I'm about to get my period, hence why I look so bloated. And yes, it is true that many women do experience increased water and salt retention around the time of their period. And this is also due to that increase in progesterone, which I thought was interesting to learn.
0: Yeah, I read you can gain up to five pounds in water retention during your period.
1: Well, that's because the progesterone activates a hormone called aldosterone or aldosterone, and that causes your kidneys to retain both water and salt. And I would say that water retention, aka feeling like a swollen, bloated, beached whale, is particularly noticeable in your stomach, arms, and legs. And yes, it can definitely give the appearance of weight gain and make your clothes feel tighter, but like any other PMS symptoms, it should only last a couple of days and hopefully be gone by the start of your period. And I do have a couple eating suggestions I guess I can share with anyone wanting to lessen the effects of PMS. They're all pretty straightforward, things like eating good sources of starchy complex carbs to help reduce both mood swings and those food cravings, eating calcium-rich foods like tofu and sesame seeds or tahini and leafy green vegetables. Obviously, reducing things like fat and salt and sugar intake are obviously going to help with putting on any unwanted weight gain. And just keeping your blood sugar levels stable. You can do that by eating smaller meals more frequently, which is what I always preach to my clients, whether you have your period or not. What would you say is your biggest PMS symptom? Diarrhea?
0: No, you have diarrhea?
1: No, I just found it to be a common symptom that kept popping up in my research or pooping out, if you will. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I did read that you poop more on your period because of those prostaglandins we mentioned on the poop.
1: Yes, exactly. And as we learned on the poop podcast, which I encourage everyone to go listen to if you're not grossed out enough by this one, (laughs) let's gross you out even more. But those prostaglandins are actually chemicals that are produced by your body during menstruation and at other times, for instance, like if you get injured. And the reason that your body produces these is because they actually cause inflammation and pain and fever. But also muscle contractions. So when you're bleeding down below, (laughs) these prostaglandins signal your uterus to contract and at the same time your bowels are going to contract too, hence the shedding of your uterine lining as Sarah described earlier. And
0: the shedding of the fecal matter.
1: But you know what's actually really good for ridding your body of those prostaglandins? Do tell. Endorphins. Yes folks, those feel-good chemicals released by your brain also help your body to relieve pain and get rid of those prostaglandins, and I'm sure we all know if you're listening to this podcast that exercise has many positive effects on your period and off, and fun fact, women who are sedentary and do not get regular physical activity typically have much heavier and more painful periods, and if you can get your ass into the gym or outside for some relatively high-intensity exercise, your body is going to be able to produce and release more endorphins and the more endorphins that you do release, the less period pain you're going to feel. Sarah, did you know that progesterone and estrogen levels are actually at their lowest point during menstruation?
0: Um, I didn't until I started researching for this podcast episode.
1: Well, what excites me about this new knowledge I've gained is that having such low levels of both estrogen and progesterone means that my body would then be able to access carbs and glycogen a lot more easily than say when estrogen is at an all-time high in the middle of my cycle. So I thought this was interesting because I realized that, hey, that means I could hammer out a Super heavy, hardcore lifting session because the fuel inside of me is going to be more readily available and I should be able to push myself that much harder during this time. So, if this excites you guys listening as much as it did for me, make a note of this. Working out while your period is in full effect, even if you feel shitty, it's actually the best time to train hard and heavy. So, let's start to get excited about that heavy flow day and plan to spend some time at the squat rack, ladies. Bring a diaper. (laughs) Or at least make sure to wear black leggings. I always notice I sweat more during my period too. You ever notice that?
0: Yeah, I think it's safe to say that if you could take all the gross things that the body can do and combine it into one disgusting bouillon, (laughs) that would be menstruation week.
1: (laughs) Well, I personally have not had a period in almost two years since getting pregnant and breastfeeding. But I mean, regardless, mine really isn't that bad. And maybe that's why I always seem to attract the menophiliacs. Then again, if yours is as brutal as you say it is, you would think the crotch vampires would prefer the messier periods. Sloppier the better? No? I don't know.
0: Yeah, that pad and tampon dumpster diver weirdo. I could have kept him stocked for years. <laughs>
1: Call me. <laughs> Stop bringing him up. Yeah, I wonder if this episode is going to draw a bunch of Red Wing fans to us. Red
0: Yeah, the red wingers emerge from the shadows like the fart fetishist after we did the fart podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll be sure to let everyone know. And if anyone listening is turned on by this episode, know that you are not alone. There is some man out there digging through the pad and tampon (laughs) garbage receptacles, (laughs) licking and smelling whatever or whoever's he finds in every public washroom he enters. But anyway, if you your goal is to alleviate PMS symptoms, then the cardio bunnies listening will be happy to hear that my research showed that when your aerobic exercise goes up, the PMS symptoms go down. And being extra sweaty is actually probably a good thing because of that damned water retention side effect mentioned earlier. So, whether you're running on the treadmill or tossing around barbells, the more sweating you can do, the more water your body will shed, which, of course, will relieve some of that bloating. And just like the more sedentary people tend to have more painful heavy periods, there have also been studies that connect a higher level of physical fitness with fewer PMS symptoms, especially things like cramps, back pain, headaches, fatigue, sore boobs, all of the very common occurring PMS side effects. And no, there's no data to prove that exercising while you're on your period makes you burn more calories. I do have some other good news. Apparently, we do actually need more calories when we're menstruating. Yes, ladies, research has found that we do need between 100 and 300 extra calories a day during the week leading up to our period. The Coles Notes version is that basically our menstrual cycle increases our metabolism, and during the luteal phase, as Sarah mentioned, aka the week before your period, hideous beast week, you do burn calories faster than at any other time throughout the month. So, is this why we're so damn hungry the week before our periods? Well, a 2010 study that I came across did find that women with PMS are more likely to crave high-fat and high-sugar foods during the luteal hideous beast phase, and those cravings may be part physical and part psychological. And as we already learned on the What Your Cravings Say About Your Emotions podcast, high-fat and high-sugar foods can satisfy an emotional need when changing hormones are making us feel like shit. Another theory relates to survival, a.k.a. your body is craving these foods as a means to protect itself and ensure that you do have enough energy to have a period. Oh, and I thought this was interesting as well. Apparently, women spend more money on their appearance and cosmetics during ovulation.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Really? See, I would think the opposite. I would think that the hideous beast phase would make me want to look and feel better, hence why retail therapy and improving my disgusting appearance at this time versus when I'm feeling cute and sexy. No,
0: because the hideous beasts are curled up on their couch (laughs) in the fetal position. They're not in the mood to pick up their fat ass, sweep the crumbs off their sweatshirt, drag that fat ass to the pharmacy, and try on new products on their greasy, oily
1: skin. Yeah, you really painted a picture there. (laughs) But anyway, I think something
0: we should touch on is issues with your period. If something seems off, be sure to discuss it with your doctor.
1: Or your local menophiliac.
0: (laughs) I'm a perfect example of putting up with something abnormal simply because it was my normal. You know, my periods were out of control. I'm I'm sorry, dumpster diver, but what I'm processing now would not help you out at all, now that I have my IUD. But as we said, periods vary from woman to woman or even cycle to cycle, and it is possible to have a heavier period than most, but it's important to pay attention to a few things, such as how much blood you're losing and what it looks like. You know, each cycle, most women lose around four tablespoons of blood over three to five days.
1: Really? Four tablespoons?
0: Yeah. Although up to a third of a cup is normal as are week long periods and even small blood clots. Are you enjoying this fellas? Uh, Yeah.
1: Because when I use the cup, which is what I do now instead of tampons, like four tablespoons, even a third of a cup does not. I feel like that little cup fills up pretty (laughs)
0: fast. No, Oh, I. Whenever you were talking about that cup, I was like, if I use that cup, it would be like just a massacre. It would look like my vagina was the victim of a shark attack. There's not a cup big enough, all right, for the periods I was experiencing. <laughs> so speaking of those disgusting, horribly heavy periods, if you're soaking through more than one pad or tampon every one to two hours or passing blood clots bigger than a quarter or gigantic, think plum-sized. Ew. See? a doctor to check out what's up because you could be anemic and that was my issue. I was constantly doing blood work and on iron pills for like years. So take it seriously, pay attention and see your doctor if something doesn't seem right. Number two, how much pain you're experiencing. Yes, it is normal to experience intense cramps as are mild joint or muscle pain, headaches, breast tenderness, but severe pain or cramping that interferes with your everyday life or suddenly gets much worse or can't be relieved with over-the-counter or at-home methods, could indicate endometriosis or other disorders. And finally, number three, the length of your cycle. We did say that the typical cycle lasts about 28-29 days, can range from 21 to 35, but tracking the length of your cycle is important for two reasons, besides just helping you predict the date of your next one. The length of your cycle will affect the day you ovulate, which is important when or if you want to get pregnant, and secondly, Irregular cycles or cycles that change or stop suddenly can be a sign of something gone awry.
1: Is it a leave? That's the no. What is no? The,
0: it's um what starts, it starts with an, an M. M. I was gonna say Motrin, but it's not I Motrin. Say, it's
1: yeah, yeah, Mydol. Mydol.
0: Yeah, everybody swears by Mydol. Yeah,
1: I've oh. never tried. I thankfully my again my periods are pretty easy peasy. But I lemon did lemon squeezy menstrual cup squeezy. <laughs> But there, I also want to mention too, as Sarah was saying, to pay attention to the dates and the lengths of your cycle. There are so many good period tracking apps that you can put on your smartphone. The one that I've been using for years, I think it's just called Period Tracker. Oh, that's Um, what the kids
0: are doing these days.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. Instead of using a journal like Sarah probably is. But yeah, I think we'll wrap up this period podcast now, like a menophiliac, unwrap a used pad <laughs> every chance he gets.
0: So we're wrapping it up slowly and sensually? Or maybe it's quickly because he can't handle the anticipation. <sighs>
1: I was trying to conclude by saying that if you are one of the many women who can't kick those period cravings or have an insatiable hunger during this time of the month, it's okay. It's normal, but try to choose your snacks wisely. How about let's try for fruit or a smoothie bowl or a chocolate protein pudding with some peanut butter to help fight those sugar cravings or have a few whole grain crackers or some salted rice cakes with hummus or a handful of nuts to help kill those salty cravings. Try to eat smaller, more frequent meals. Make sure you're having a protein-rich snack with some starchy complex carbs to help keep you full and keep your blood sugar stable. Stay hydrated with plenty of water. That'll help with the bloating too. And of course, just remember that indulging in all those fatty, sugary processed foods is probably only going to make you feel worse, i.e. leave you feeling sluggish and possibly, in an even shittier mood than your fluctuating hormones already have. I think that's a good place to end, but let's of course announce this week's Patreon prize your very own
0: set of red wings.
1: Kind of like the Victoria's Secret angel wings,
0: <laughs> but grosser. <laughs>
1: No, but seriously, do we have a prize for this episode? It's too bad I was actually given two menstrual cups. One was for myself when I did that period review post, but unfortunately I sold the other one to one of my clients.
0: Yeah, and unfortunately you pounded back all that vegan chocolate donated to us from that Israeli chocolate maker. Yeah, weren't we supposed to promote them on the podcast? Sam says it was delicious. I wouldn't know.
1: Well, I was planning to share it, with you but it was also during our huge fight when I thought the podcast was done for and in my defense I was packing boxes for my move when I discovered them and fine out of spite hurt anger whatever I binge ate all four (laughs) chocolate bars in one sitting then hated myself afterwards (laughs) (laughs) and i don't even think i was on my period
0: (laughs) well if that isn't a good company promo i don't know what is
1: you're welcome panda chocolates uh i might have been hating my sister that night but i sure was loving you Okay, but seriously, why don't we give away the energy-boosting formula from our good friends at Performance Lab Supplements? Because, let's face it, we could all use an energy boost when we're menstruating. Especially because we now know that training hard and heavy during our periods is going to benefit us. And I think that all those supplements expire in October.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So be sure to start immediately, Prize winner.
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually took two of the energy formula before my leg day just last night and let it be known that I did hit my best squat PR since giving birth to Harry. So I was pretty damn proud of myself for that. And I don't know if we can give all the credit to Performance Lab's energy formula, but whatever it was, go Shorky, go!
0: Great. Your giant ass will be back in no time.
1: I hope so. And we'll even throw in some Jacked on the Beanstalk magnets and stickers and some protein powder samples for you, too. So, which lucky Patreon is winning this one, Sarah?
0: Let's see.
1: Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it, away, and... give it away, give it away, give it away now. It is Regina, Regina P. Oh. Regina? <laughs> Hey. It's all
0: the vagina talk.
1: Yeah, what a perfect prize winner, Regina! <laughs> you win the vagina episode. She's probably hating us right yeah, now. Yeah, no, dealt with I'm, that her whole life. Yes, exactly. And now it's like, we've announced it. Fuck you, it. Yeah. shorty sisters. Well, you won some almost expired energy for me. <laughs> Honestly. Don't worry so much about the expiry date on supplements. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. I have still definitely benefited from expired supplements. And like I said, you have until October. Regardless, congratulations, Regina. Thank you for supporting the podcast. And for any other listeners who want to support us and our incredibly informative podcasts, (laughs) uh, remember, you too can join our Patreon program at any time. Just visit patreon.com com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash jacked on the beanstalk and i am ready to seriously end this episode now so sarah dearest what song about periods will we be singing to conclude this gross random podcast
0: even flow (laughs) by pearl jim
1: Oh, good one. And I'm saying that not just because it is actually kind of relevant to this podcast, but because, fun fact, I used to be a karaoke host on a cruise ship, and whenever it was a dead night or no one was drunk enough to have the liquid courage to sing, I always opted to perform Pearl Jam because, yeah, Eddie Vedder has such a fun voice to impersonate.
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Yeah, so I might be a pro at this. Let's do it it. Here we go, guys. Even flow by yet another one of Sarah's tea and heart throbs, Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam.
0: Oh, Eddie.
1: Freezing, rest his head on a pillow made of concrete. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: feeling maybe he'll see a little better Saturdays. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, hand out. Freezes that he sees come again. Ain't that familiar?
0: Oh, Doc Grin, he can't help when he's happy, looks
1: insane. Hmm. <laughs> even tail, air, even like Thoughts arrive like
0: butterflies.
1: No, so he chases them away. Yeah. Ooh, someday yet yeah. he'll begin his life again, life again, life again. Life again. Ooh, 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 fuck yeah! <laughs> Periods and Pearl Jam. What other podcast has this? (laughs) Alright, hope you guys all enjoyed that, or at least were able to throw up whatever food you binge (laughs) ate. Highly recommend Panda Chocolates. (laughs) Hope you guys enjoyed it, hope you learned a little something, and gentlemen listening, don't worry, we'll be back to something uh, a little more up your alley. Unless you're a menophiliac, then you're welcome. Keep
0: your hands out of the trash.
1: (laughs) Shorky sisters! Out. I love myself today.